so Maine did pass that, uh, what was it called? Ranked choice voting? Right. Yeah. But that's really cool. I mean, if the whole U.S. went to that system, mm-hmm. that would be way better for a multi-party system for people to be able to voice their opinion as opposed to being like, I have two terrible choices right. that I hate. Yeah. Um, which is just great. Everyone loves that system and we should keep doing it. Right. Yeah. We should keep doing that. We should keep doing a lot of things. Keep doing electoral college, maybe? I don't know. Do you want to start this podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and start it. Let's get dive right into it. Here we go. You are listening to the Liquid Flannel Podcast with your hosts, I'm Chuck. And I'm Brendan. The Williams Brothers. We are coming in recording the night after the election. 24 hours. Well, not even 24 hours, really, since. Mm -hmm. Because the night is still young, and it was way late into the evening when it was clear Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that Trump had won a surprising that's true presidential victory. And we podcasted last night. Excuse the poor sound quality. It was late. And we were very tired and very emotional. <laughs> That's right. And we were very wrong on one of our dials on the mixer. But tonight we have fixed that just like we're going to fix America, you know. And you, you know what I did to start? You got start... a front row seat to the healing. That's right. And you know how I began the healing after work today? I went shopping. <laughs> and... Capitalism has survived That's again. right. I need to stimulate the economy. Otherwise, the terrorists, the Trumpists, they've won. I saw that, you know, the markets were tanking all over, and I said, damn it, I'm going to go buy some jeans. And I bought two pairs of jeans. I hope you great. got them at the Walmart for like $6. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I went out Quality, bought artisanal. Had to get Levi's, you know, that's my thing. Almost. Did you support your local business? No. Con- chain conglomerate? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, support your local conglomerate. I think JCPenney's is kind of local. Ish nah. or something? Nah, probably not. They need the business, uh, though. I think they're not doing that great. Exactly. <laughs> the pants were definitely, I think, made in Mexico or something like that. Are they like pre-shredded? Um, like, this, as is the style? No. They <laughs> Those were... are my favorite. When you see, like, these $300 jeans, mm-hmm. like Kanye jeans or whatever, oh, where yeah. they're, like, just exorbitantly expensive, but it looks like they just got pulled they're out dirty. of a dumpster yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, why do you want your jeans to have, like, a brown fade They're like, we them? pay a homeless person to wear these jeans for three years. <laughs> you know, that's why they're so expensive. Dude, seriously. That's human labor right there. <laughs> that's the, the $3,000 is his entire three you, years salary. You can't get machine three-year machine ward <laughs> jeans with that kind of quality. That's true so, vintage. Nope. None of them were blue. I bought a pair of gray jeans mm, and, I like the gray. and brown and i almost bought almost bought a pair of skinny jeans i tried i tried them on anymore. i tried them on and i liked that feeling because it felt like trump's hand was right there which is how it's <laughs> going to feel probably for the next four yeah. years once trump launches his his line of, of jeans that'll oh, be the dude, slogan it's gonna have a handprint right on the crotch right <laughs> it's gonna be like in that post-apocalyptic future where you can just see everything's Trump. Like you go to the Trump restaurant, you know, everything Trump Mart. I, I see like in eight years, you know, after Trump just wins two terms, the, and he's just going to be the corporate head of America Corp. 
the Brondo that you water your plants with <laughs> is going to have Trump's face on it. <laughs> I was promised idiocracy in this election. Herbert Camacho was said he was going to do ads, and he never did. Oh, did he really say that? Yeah, t- I mean, he was like tweeting like, oh yeah, we're going to do these, bring back idiocracy. Wow. If you haven't seen Idiocracy, it's Mike Judge, who did Beavis and Butthead and uh, King yep. of the Hill, some other stuff. He made this movie where the plot of the movie is that this dumb guy in the army gets signed up for like a secret army mission where he gets cryogenically frozen and then they forget about him and he wakes up and it's like, what, like a thousand years in the future or something yeah, like that? Yeah, super far into the future. And it's Trump America times thousand where it's just like corporations are like the only power structure. Like the government has completely collapsed. A professional wrestler is the government and his name is like Herbert Mountain Dew Camacho or whatever. Yep. They destroyed the agriculture by putting Gatorade on all the plants. <laughs> Called Brondo. It's what plants crave. Oh, uh, but that movie know. is amazing and it just shows I've been saying this for years. It's not so much a fictional movie as a documentary of events that just haven't happened yet. <laughs> because <laughs> it really does seem like we're we're going that way. Yeah. It is the focus of future life imitating art. It looks like they pretty much live in a a giant landfill. Essentially how they get to this degenerative state was that, you know, smart people were just saying, you know, in this kind of climate, we can't raise kids and everything. And the idiots just kept breeding as if it was, you know, the natural primal drive. So then it just gets ridiculous. Right. Extrapolated out, you know, thousands of years or whatever. Yeah. People are, it's like unrecognizable. And so it only took about 26 years for that to happen. So, to, or to start to come to fruition. <laughs> you know, it's not really that apocalyptic, but if you checked Facebook and everything, it was pretty bad today. I mean, and... the whole thing that is so frustrating is that I really want to do my best to not, to not be angry, to not be like I think the Trump fans would have been like if Hillary had won. Oh, which yeah. Which is just from moment one saying like America's ruined, you know, everybody grab your guns and let's take to the streets. And there's plenty of people out there protesting tonight. You know, in some ways, I wish I was there. You know, that would be an experience, especially if this goes bad. Yeah. If it goes real bad, you'd love to be like, well, I was marching in the streets. Yeah. Day one. Day one. My first 100 days. But like, it would have been a cool experience to go. I kind of wish I'd gone. Sure. I did that in my younger days. I went out there, I protested for, for gay marriage. Yep. I was right all along. You guys should have listened to me then. You should have listened <laughs> to me 20 years ago when I was protesting for gay marriage. Right. We could have saved ourselves a lot of heartache. Oh, yeah. Preach. But I, I will, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not in that place yet. I, I don't want to lash out with anger. I understand how a lot of people want to feel angry. But mm-hmm. even though I'm not happy, I have a lot of anxiety over what is going to happen. I want to do my best to try to stay positive, to to give them the benefit of the doubt, unlike anybody ever gave Hillary oh, in yeah. this entire election. Yeah, and that's unfortunate, but the Democratic Party, I just felt like, was just pushing a candidate that did not have that much appeal when you got outside of super progressive, wealthy voters right. in high urban areas and or it's whatever. funny because you know even on this podcast and we always accuse hillary of being like almost a republican but 
no matter how Republican she wants to make herself, she's never going to be as Republican as Republicans want her to be. So they're never going to vote for her. Right. And then she just didn't she didn't do enough to motivate the turnout of people who turned out for Obama. Well, and you can't you know, they had banked on that. They said, like, well, you know, everybody who voted for Obama is probably going to most people are going to come out for Hillary. And it turns out a lot of them were like, you know what? I'm just not feeling it. Well, part of the appeal in 2008 for Obama. Okay. 2008. Well, he ran for, an aspirational campaign. He ran an aspirational campaign. He was like a first term in the Senate. People saw him as an outsider, a relative outsider in the sea of status quo, which everyone thought that George H.W. Bush was, or George W. Bush was. And. They're just like, man, this is ridiculous. We just need something different. That's why Obama, I think that's why Obama won the first time around. The second time it was just kind of like, well, everyone knew that he was going to be walking on eggshells for reelectability or something. So we got to give him this one. It's better than the right. alternative. I don't know. I mean, he did some good things, but there's still a lot of craziness out there. And Right. And I think a lot of people, we thought that Obama... I mean, Obama was a lot in some ways like Trump in that he had the enthusiasm and he had a lot of people rallied up. Right. He oh, had yeah. People excited and energized. Right. Mm-hmm. And and Trump did that very effectively. Right. Oh, yeah. Whatever you say about the message, you cannot deny that he did a much better job than Hillary Clinton of getting people energized and excited about this campaign. And it matters more than we thought. And, you know, and, you know, the reason why he had. I guess, in my opinion, the reason why he had that edge was because I heard people literally say, and I know this is anecdotal, but they would say, I've been a voting age for like three decades or more, and I never even registered. I didn't care because I knew it was all a bunch of crooks. Donald Trump's different. And he's, he's the one that got me to register to vote after all this time. I mean no one was really saying that for Hillary because the reason people would be, you know, unregistered or not care about politics all this time was because of the status quo image. And that's just, you couldn't shake that with her. Well, and I think, and I think a lot of people thought, well, you know, look, there's not excitement for Hillary, but there's fear of Trump, right? There's, there's people saying like, Trump is crazy. He's unstable. And all these people were saying, he no newspapers endorsed Trump. All these people were saying, "Hey, this is just unthinkable," you know. And so I thought people would come out, even if they weren't excited. I thought they'd still come out and vote and just vote for Hillary. Fact check, real quick here: the KKK newspaper came out for Trump. That's right. Dude, you know, did I say was, no major newspapers? There's, there's I know no that's... media bias on the Liquid Flannel podcast. Right. Did you see there was pictures of dudes in KKK robes? I think it was in North Carolina. Really, like holding signs on like an overpass this morning. Being like, yay, <laughs> yay, we won. Awesome. Which is like, again, I want to judge people on that. Who knows if they were real or if they were fake people you right. know, doing that. But that's not a good sign. That's I don't like to see that. <laughs> well, it doesn't make me feel great. I feel like North Carolina was one of those states that was in um, right. discussion as one of the places that had a huge yeah. voter purge, right. you know, this election cycle. I got to say. Right. And they closed so many polling places. They literally Mm. went to court and you can read court transcripts of them saying like, did you order a report on which races, you know, are in all these different districts? And then being like, yeah, we sure did. And then did you specifically close polling locations that were in those? And they're like, yeah, we sure did that. You know, that's horrifying. You know, maybe that wasn't 
the only thing that lost the election. But that's not the direction that you want to see this going in. Well, and, you know, honestly, that's one of the things that's been big frustration with me, with progressives, or with certain Democrats on social media in terms of on Facebook. People just getting really crazy and hating on people that were, quote-unquote, Bernie bros, quote-unquote, third-party voters, or not going to vote. Everyone was going psycho on that. I saw people saying, you know, if you voted third-party... Or if you voted Trump, or if you didn't vote, don't, you know, unfriend me and all this stuff right. like that. Like it's their fault that they didn't want to vote for him. You know what I mean? First of all, You can't that. blame them for not wanting to vote for someone, especially when they have legitimate grievances. And what about what about the purging? What about the roll, rolling back of the Voting Rights Act? I mean, this literally, I'm just going to go out on the limb and say that this probably affected the election just as much as people that voted for those you know, right. I mean, candidates. it's all teeny pieces of it. And, you know, exactly. there's, there's things coming out where it's like, oh, people thought like, well, surely uh, women will go to Hillary. And it's like, well, not so much. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of them. 18 to 35 or right. whatever. And, you know, Donald Trump had said early on this campaign, like, women don't like Hillary. And everyone was like, oh, please, Donald, you're yeah, crazy. Nobody's better for women than me. <laughs> right. But no, yeah, no, it turns out that, no, she's not liked by men or women. You know, well, she, you know, they they yeah. both have negative approval ratings or whatever when you yep. pull people you know is this a likable candidate there are not enough fingers on hands for all the blame that can be distributed right. and blame all around exactly blame blame <laughs> blame blame you know i don't know i, I don't even watch that show but <laughs> i know that that line very well i thought that people would dislike Trump more, which they did. But, you know, just because you dislike him more doesn't mean to vote for him. And yeah, I mean, there's people who voted for third parties, people who didn't vote, people who voted crazy write-ins. You know what? I can't be mad at those people because no. it was whack. No. And you look at the the previous results for Hillary, right? Mm-hmm. She didn't win the nomination in 08 right. because Barack Obama run ran an inspirational campaign that got people excited and, you know, wanted to vote for him. And she ran a pragmatic campaign that was like, oh, good things done, because I have experience. And that may actually be the correct strategy once you win, mm-hmm. but it's not a strategy to get you to win. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and Obama, I think, found that out because he, you know, looks at his presidency and he's like, I didn't accomplish half the things that I said I was going to accomplish. Right. I didn't realize that this was going to be really hard to you know to get stuff done especially with the divided government and you know hillary was like yeah i told you in the primary and that's why i lost because no one likes to hear the truth which is that hey i'm not really going to be able to get as much done as i say i'm going to get done right and donald trump fans are going to find that out real real quick right now you know if we look at this as honestly as possible in four years i'm calling it right now on the liquid flannel podcast in four years' time, Trump voters are going to be more disappointed in the four years of his presidency than people that didn't vote for him. That's that's what I'm calling. Right. Because... I mean, we have a perfect scenario right now because literally our opinion of Trump is that he's so reckless that our expectations of what he might accomplish in his, his four years are like, hopefully he doesn't cause the discrimination 
destruction of the entire planet in a thermonuclear war Mm -hmm. or whatever. As long as he's not doing that, then it's like, oh, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right. Whereas if you're a Trump supporter that thinks Trump is going to, like, wave his magic Trump wand and restore America to a fever dream of the 1950s that never (laughs) even existed. Right. They're going to be real upset that that's, that's not occurring. Right. The Detroit all of a sudden isn't all like fully at capacity functional and, you know, right. producing it's just, cars. It's just churning and, out cars and you just, know, you know, well-paying jobs with great benefits. You know, suburbs uh, popping up right. everywhere. And people are just buying them because of all the economic prosperity. Yep. That, Stimulus. Right. That just magically just props up overnight because of all the coal that's being mined, you know, exactly. in Trump land. Because all these regulations are taken off right. of these, you know, these job killing regulations right. are going to be lifted. Right. So. And once you get rid of all those migrant, you know, Mexican immigrant laborers to Dude. pick the crops. Right. Just look at all those jobs that are available for Americans to yeah. be day farm laborers. Seriously. You know, the most in demand jobs in America part-time day labor farm work dude i'm dusting off my resume right now hopefully no one at work hears this because man that's that is lucrative i know i've got a bad knee but man you know (laughs) right those great jobs if trump thinks that he's gonna be able to accomplish these things like deport 11 million immigrants like build the wall like ban all the muslims do his crazy tax plan that makes no sense repeal Obamacare, you know, maybe he will get some of that stuff done, but he's not going to get all of it done. You Mm -hmm. have to pick things, right? Right. In Obama's first four years, you know, what are the major legislations that Obama put out? Well, he put out the Affordable Care Act. He put out Obamacare. He put out the Lilly Ledbetter Act. Right. I mean, there's a couple other things in there that, you know, weren't as earth shattering as Obamacare, which I admit is a big accomplishment. But that's like four years, and you have one big accomplishment, right? Right. right. So, well, that would that one pretty much sealed the deal. I mean, that was it. They just went straight for the jugular, and at that, right. after that, it was obstruct, obstruct. I mean, on day one, uh, or on the inauguration, they were like, "We're making him a first-term president." So, <laughs> right. Well, I hate to say it, but I mean, I guess is that what Democrats have to do? Is just say. Well, we're the new Republicans now. Yep. Obstruct, obstruct, obstruct. Don't let anybody get anything done. Which, like, they can't because they don't even have majorities in the House or Congress. Well, but, but there's Republicans still stuff they didn't, can do. Republicans didn't either when Obama took over. Right. Obama had had majorities in both, right. but then there was a bunch of unfortunate circumstances, right. and I think Kennedy died, and all of those. Oh, kind I of mean, things. there's been times I mean, in the past. I remember when during the Bush presidency. There was like a 50-50 tie in the Senate at one point because someone left and got reappointed or Mm -hmm. reelected. They had a special election or something. And then some one dude was like, I'm switching my party. I'm not a Republican anymore. I'm a Democrat now and I'm voting with Democrats where, you know, we're in a crazy enough environment. Who knows what could happen? You know, Ben Sass is in the Senate. Right. Maybe he says I'm independent. Oh, you know, you know, there's 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 a lot of crazy stuff that could go down and. I'm not ready to say, like a lot of people are saying, like, this is the end of America. Trump is going to destroy America. I choose to believe that America is stronger than Trump. I might be wrong. I also thought Trump couldn't get elected. And I was clearly wrong about that. Right. So, but I'm going to just choose to believe that 
and it makes me feel better. You know, on the it's one... It's not like I can affect what's happening anyway. Exactly. I mean, on the one hand, I would love Democrats to completely do everything they can to obstruct in every way possible. Right. Because it would suck for it to just work perfectly for Trump, knowing how much intentional obstructionism right. happened. Uh, well, yeah, and that's that's the, the kind of corner that Republican tactics have painted Democrats into because... They've made it so that they obstruct, obstruct, and so all you can do is just do say like, oh, I guess I'll just have to do executive orders because there's literally no other way to do anything in this government that's not functioning. Right. And so they just set up a system where that's more and more commonplace, and then the and then the party changes, mm-hmm. and so you're just going down this path of just making the presidency more and more powerful. You know, I think really starting with George W. Bush and Dick Cheney basically saying like, hey, we're going to a war in Iraq. And they're right. like, isn't Congress supposed to vote if we go to war or not? And they're like, don't worry, we found, we got a lawyer yep. to write a thing about it. So it's don't worry about that nonsense. And they got away with it, right? <laughs> That's depressing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that worked right there. Well, All right. let's pretend that didn't happen. It's okay. Um, but anyway, but Trump doesn't seem like a warmonger. I mean, I guess he could go either way. He seems more isolationist, though. Which wouldn't... I guess it just depends on who he's talking to. Exactly. <laughs> wouldn't bother me if he was isolationist, but... Well, it's better than the alternative, I suppose. Marijuana legalized in most yeah, places. Yeah, let's, let's keep looking at some, some positives. Yeah. That was... That's pretty cool. I mean, a lot of states, the entirety of California... Yes. Uh, that's huge. And Nevada. Sadly, not Arizona. It got defeated Maine. in Arizona. And then on the East Coast, yeah, yeah. Maine Ma- and this is New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Massachusetts. So full legal too. I mean, we're not talking medical, and other states had medical too, including I think Florida, Florida, Arkansas, and North Dakota. That's so whack. North Dakota has medical marijuana, and Nebraska still doesn't. Like, get with the times. Yes, we can grow our agricultural seasons oh. way better than North Dakota's. So right? Why the f- Oh man, you know, and the farmers were hurting. I mean, lower than right. We got that billion crop. dollar uh, tax budget shortfall or whatever no, in this Nebraska state legislature. Meanwhile, Colorado seems like they're doing pretty well and just giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their schools. Oh yeah, no Nebraska. What do you want to do? Nebraska's on the slide, the one way ticket to Kansasville. So you just got to be along for the ride on this oh. one. Um, Breathe in, breathe out. It's all good. But it, it is hopeful that North Dakota and Arkansas and Florida even had some rational people in states where you figure. Yeah, man. you, you got to think maybe next time, maybe the midterms, you know, maybe the midterms is the time to get another ballot initiative going here in, in Nebraska. I mean, you got to kind of ride that Trump backlash wave yeah. to think. I mean, a lot of times when the president gets elected they bring with them a, a wave of candidates from their own party. Mm-hmm. Kind of didn't happen for Trump this time, even though they control both houses. Right. They previously controlled both houses, so that's right. not new. But there are actually several Democrats who are incoming, including that woman that beat Kelly Ayotte in mm-hmm. New Hampshire, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that that's an additional Democratic seat. There's a couple others. So, But then you know, the next election is in two years there's an opportunity then to win even more seats. Absolutely. And 
you know, unless the Trump presidency is just off to like a rousing success, <laughs> which you never know. <laughs> right. Uh, it seems like the Democrats will be well positioned to have a little bit of a two year comeback, maybe win control of the Senate. Maybe not the House, maybe the House. You know, like I said, you never know in yeah. Trump world what's possible anymore. Dude, anything's possible. This is like Planet Reebok. But honestly, this is this is something that better sink in for Democrats in terms of the midterms because I felt like the midterms was when Obama started losing in terms well, of right. Congress. Well, right. I mean, that's when the I House mean, flipped back. Exactly. Because Obama came in with the House and Senate. It was yes. all three... Democrat, yep. just like right now, it's all right. three Republican. Yep. But yeah, short lived for two years. So exactly. So it's not like they have an overwhelming majority in the Senate. It's like right. two seats or something. We kind of expected, to a certain degree, a certain level of obstructionism when Hillary Clinton got in. Because <laughs> well, I was like, a there's certain no level. Way. How about like the highest levels of all time? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, by certain level, I mean John McCain right. just coming out and fucking saying right. it. You know? Well, and you know, so. here's the thing, right? So. We got to talk about the Supreme Court a little bit. One of the things that Republicans were threatening to do is just say, even if Hillary wins, we're still not going to put anyone on the Supreme Court, which is just the most disgusting. Yes. You know, you talk about like, I'm a true patriot that loves America. That is not true patriotism is purposefully obstructing the functioning of a branch of government. Right. And so you come in and you go, well, now Trump's in there and he's going to get to nominate Supreme Court justices. Mm-hmm. You just got to obstruct, obstruct, obstruct. Yeah. Even though I understand that, I don't want Democrats to do that because I think that position is abhorrent. It is. But that just means that Trump gets to run up the Supreme Court. But right and now, it's he should he, he can appoint that next guy. Whatever. We had Scalia. Is he going to appoint someone worse than Scalia? N- no. Right. <laughs> right. It's not that person doesn't exist. It's not possible for him to appoint someone that was a stronger conservative voice on the court than Scalia. Right. Especially coming in as a new justice. You for Sheezy. <laughs> uh, the Trump justice. You know, no mm. one's going to take that dude seriously. Right. Maybe he's nominate Merrick Garland. <laughs> Just be like, he seems fine. He's already there. Wouldn't that I, be amazing? I feel like that would be the end of a sitcom <laughs> or something, you know. Ba-da-da. Yeah. It's the Merrick Garland show. You know. <laughs> Baby. If you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me, I'm living on the air in Cincinnati, Cincinnati WKRP. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just makes me mad because if the Democrats don't obstruct, then it's going to go to that alt-right theory that Obama sucked because he was a failure and there was just no way for him to not suck. And now we aren't going to be that low. And so we're going to go along. Everyone's going to be like, well, see, because Trump's just a better leader. (laughs) Right. It makes me. Yeah, it makes me so, so angry that they're that the Republicans are so good at this gamesmanship. Right. Where they say, like, man, government's broken. It just doesn't work anymore. It doesn't compromise. And Obama's like, okay, cool. Will you compromise me with me? And they're like, no way. No, we hate you. And so, but then to oppose that, you have to then say, oh, well, Trump's the president. I guess just, yeah, let's just work some Trump compromises out. Like, that's not really what I want. But you know what? That's how a government functions. I would love it if the Democrats were a perfect exemplar of functioning government. 
But that means you don't really get what you want. You're not. But your government functions. You know that's what elections are for, right? If you want the government to go your way, you got to win the election. Right. It's sad but true. You've got to win the election, but you also have to have turnout. You have to have accessibility, equal accessibility to the elections. Until all of those things happen, there's really not going to be a way to tell what America really wants. People are like, America's spoken. I don't, I don't necessarily. Well, right, and I think Obama had said once he leaves office, his big project is going to be working on voting rights. Right. So Republicans can try to suppress voting. You mean keep succeeding at <laughs> right. depressing right. right. They can keep doing that. <laughs> Close all the polling places that you want. I just It's not a sustainable strategy. That could work for a while, but eventually people are going to be like, this is whack. I was reading that India, which is a country of three billion people. Billion and it's huge. Look at a map comparing the size of India to the U.S. You like look at it sometimes on a map where the, the projections are weird. Like India, I can't even tell how big that is. It's huge. It's right. like not quite. It's like two thirds the size of the United States or something. It's really right. big. three billion people there. They have a law where you can't have a polling location more than two kilometers from anyone. That's a country of three billion people, two kilometers away, which is like about a mile. Right. It's like a little bit over a mile. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, can you imagine that? That would be so great. <laughs> They're you like walk in... to the polling place. Right. And that was the thing is they say like, hey, the polling place, you have to be able to walk to it. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's why they set that distance. Way to go, India, being more progressive than us. <laughs> right. Being an example of democracy. And that to me is just like, if you let India have a better functioning democracy than you, you maybe you're not what you say you are, United States of America. If you have India have a national health care system that functions better than the, than America. India, a nation of 3 billion people, many of whom are extremely poor. Yeah. And America, way less population and the richest country on earth. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse. So I'm get, I'm ready for Trump care. Honestly. Let's bring if, it on. If, Single if, payer Trump care. If we want to make that like a, a sports comparison, it's kind of like when the USA basketball team fails to win the gold in any Olympics or whatever. <laughs> right. We invented the sport. We have the most people playing it professionally in the top league in the world. And when they would lose, it's just like, how how does that even work? That's the tragedy of being an American soccer fan. Oh. Where you have that American mentality where you're like, America has to win at everything. Right. And yet they never do Well, in soccer. That's actually They do great. better than people think they, they do, but... Well, I mean, as a person that's watched American soccer, I guess pretty consistently since 1994, I've been able to see it from some of its lowest points, <laughs> and then you start to get that false sense of progression, and then you you fall back down five points and stuff, and then you start to progress it's been kind of zigzaggy all the way up to 2016 now and now we're somewhat respectable uh you know this weekend there's a game versus mexico i think it's the 11th yeah yeah what what time is it i'm not sure okay but yeah us usa versus mexico soccer and it is a world cup qualifier not a not a friendly you know what so time to build that wall in front of the goal dude seriously <laughs> build that wall <laughs> i'm not sure i'm not sure what the reaction is going to be it could be a tense situation u.s mexico oh, yeah. relations not at their peak right now with oh yeah dude this is Trump. gonna be great dude we should we should do a reaction podcast to it i'm gonna be in philadelphia but we should skype oh we should skype it yes, in yes yes for sure awesome 
the sports analogies started making me feel good for a second, and I know that's not where my mind should really be right now. <laughs> you know, we shouldn't There's be feeling that great. Conflicting emotions. Right. But it's it's good. I think that this is going to be a great time because it's going to be put up or shut up time for a lot of Americans. We knew that we were going to still have work to do, even if Hillary Clinton won. Oh, absolutely. So now I'm even more motivated. I would have been more Wait, complacent. I thought Hillary was going to be the magic queen of America that would just heal America. Wasn't oh, <laughs> she, wasn't that what no, her aspirational campaign was about? No, she was going to eliminate racism. <laughs> like She was going to stop it. That's the what same it was. way that she said, cut it out to Wall Street. You know, I feel like a lot of the people who are the biggest Trump supporters are going to be the people who suffer oh, yeah. in his administration. You're, you're still gonna he says, have... I'm going to bring back the jobs. I'm going to bring back the manufacturing and the coal jobs. Like, yeah, I don't think he's keeping that promise, guys. Sorry about that. You're, Is that why you yeah. voted for him? That's not good. Oh, yeah. You know, he's not going to. Dude, you think he's going to care about religion? You know, like. <laughs> right. <laughs> in as oh, right. Much... Trump, number one, finally going to be doing that abortion thing. We know how strongly. Trump feels about that, dude. <laughs> as strongly as right. two Corinthians, dude. <laughs> you know, as strongly as winning the vote, and that's we don't know what Trump is in governing mode when he's not running for re-election. Although I guess you know the re-election campaign starts tomorrow. It does. Maybe it's the Trump pivot that we all that we all wanted this whole time is is just going to be once he wins and he's like, I don't have to listen to you guys anymore. <laughs> Well, I was a Democrat the whole time. Dude, <laughs> Me and Hillary are off, best friends. He pulls the orange yeah. off of his face, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. it's a donkey face. He's like, yeah, he's yeah. like Hillary. Hillary's back as Secretary of State. Yeah, it was an inside job. You know, it's all hashtag rigged. Moby comes out, starts mixing up and everything. You know, it'd be great. And now Moby is on the drums while Elizabeth Banks plays bass, so we can try to convince the USA not to shoot itself in the face. All I can think of is just a mild delirium right now. I mean, we're we're just kind of not really sure what to expect. But the upside is, I don't think Republicans. I don't think Paul Ryan is going to know what to expect today. He's like, dude, I was even, good. Yeah, he, we were cool. We were cool. Yeah, you don't even know. Trump could day one. You're on the. I'm wall. announcing that I hate Paul Ryan and I want him out of his job. Right. Uh, you know that that might backfire a little bit there too. Oh, Trump dude. does not have a lot of uh, goodwill with the Republicans. Dude, he's going to drain the swamp. And, you know. And remember when Paul Ryan was like, "Guys, if I take this job, I've got certain demands." <laughs> You know, right. I really don't want this job, but if I have to do it because Boehner is so bad, I'll step up for America. And now you've got this dude that doesn't even know anything about politics, and he could literally ruin your career right now. Right. Everything you've worked for. Just I at hope, a whim. I know? hope you're so scared. Oh. It would be kind of fun. Right. At least the Democrats' job is easy, which is to just be opposed to Trump. Right. When you're Republican, you got to find line to thread here. You know, you got to support you got to support Trump, but how strongly do you support Trump? When you look at Trump filling out his cabinet, who is he appointing? He's appointing his his most loyal supporters, right, to positions of of power. Chris so Christie. If you're a Republican like Paul Ryan who hates Trump Mm-hmm. And everything he stands and for. And has been as vocal as you can right. be without actually saying it. Right. But you want to influence his his policies and stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you do? <laughs> you know, that's not a good position to be in. 
Right. So I do not envy those those people that have to thread that needle. Whereas as Democrats, all you have to say is like, yeah, no, we told you Trump was terrible. It's not a good idea. It's, it's not that I don't envy them. I don't. I don't freaking sympathize with them. <laughs> That's for, true. You know, they made like, their bed. Exactly. Now you got to sleep in it. Now you've got to sleep with Trump, dude. Speaking so of, many people have had to, and now you get to. Speaking of sleep, Chuck, you're gonna hop on a plane in like four hours. <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, dude, we better collapse this uh, discussion. We could go on and on and on. Head but... to head to Philly, which oh, yeah. uh, is Trump land now. Go brotherly vote for love, Trump. brotherly love. Let's oh. see how much they love this brother. I can uh, maybe Skype in <laughs> when we do the uh, soccer discussion. I'll let you know how awesome how great America is starting to be because it's going to come from the East coast and it's Do you going... think we just give Mexico the win on this one. Just like an apology. Just be like, Hey, sorry guys. Dude. I say <laughs> we give up Texas on this one. Be like, dude, just take this and we'll make the wall around Oklahoma. Right. Texarkana. Oh, it's way easier to make a wall there because you don't have that river to deal with. Oh, shit. I like this plan. Oh, this dude, is good. Dude. Vote Williams in 2020 or if not yeah. Kanye West, Low, if not Michelle yeah. Obama, if not all the people, maybe no. Bernie Sanders, Bernie, Bernie, um, Elizabeth Warren, dude, we, Cory Booker, anything can happen, man. Just be positive like that, guys. Thanks for tuning into the Liquid Flannel Podcast again. This has been Chuck, and I'm Brendan. And tune in again. We'll still be around, so uh, <laughs> it's gonna get better. We promise. We're saving America. Yes. One podcast at a time.